0: Thank you, guys. Good job. Man, that was good. That was fun. I can see that James coming out in that little greer, though. Is that who taught him that? (laughs) Oh, she's so cute. So this morning, we talked about being chosen. Chosen. I feel like the Lord moved in a great way and had a great word for us all, and um, and I pray that it, it accomplished what it was supposed to accomplish, and so I kind of want to jump off of that tonight. We're going to kind of move a little bit deeper into that. So, just like Peter had the first part of that scripture, where he established to those people that... You are chosen. And so now that we've came to that understanding as well in our own lives, I kind of want us to move a little bit deeper into it. And I kind of want to move exactly where we ended this morning and continue from there. Because sometimes we have to look back at what God has already done as a reminder so that we can trust where he's taking us to. I think about it like a, like when you're in your car or your truck and you got to back up. So you have to kind of look in the rearview mirror, right? So that you could put yourself in a position to go forward, right? So sometimes we have to look back at what God has done in our lives to trust where he's going to take us next. And so tonight I want to take you back to a little old school, a little Old Testament. Kind of the foundation, the beginning of the promises that God has started with. And so I kind of kept, I kept going back to this promise um, and this promised land that that his people were delivered into. So first, we're going to go in a couple different places tonight. I want to start off, I think, in Exodus. I'm going to start off in Exodus 33. 1 and 2. Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up to the land I promised on an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jezebites. And so, Moses was with those that he was called to be a part of delivering out of Egypt at that time. And God gives him this promise, right? And this promise started before then, but I just wanted to start in Exodus. At this point, they had already been delivered, and so this promised land was starting to become... Something I think that people were really praying for, that were really ready to see, because it had been so many generations had happened with this promise that, that was just continuing to be prophesied into and, and, and spoken about, about this promised land that they were going to go into. So I want you to keep your mind on this promised land. Now I'm going to jump on you. So I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump on you, but let's go to Joshua. So we still have this foundation of this promise that God has called these, that he's called up out of Egypt to. And so in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, I'm doing this for a reason, so stay with me. After the death of Moses, so as we saw before in Exodus, Moses was with those people, right? And he was talking about this promised land. And he was talking about deliverance. And they had already been delivered at that time out of Egypt. But they were ready to take a hold of the promised land that God had for them. So now, Moses is gone. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you... And all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it right or left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you right there. In that truth, God, that, that you will be with us, that we don't have to fear, that you will provide for us, that you will go before us, that you will give us strength and courage that you've called us to, that you will provide all of those things for us. And God, I just pray tonight that you would just speak to us about this promised land that we hear so much about in your word, God. And I just pray that we would maybe come to an understanding about what that promised land is for us and what that means to us today, Lord. God, I pray that you would just speak in this place, Lord, and we'll give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So I thought about it kind of like baseball, because I was kind of thinking about the Cardinals today a little bit. So um, thank you, Sean Pruitt, on that, by the way. So he's kind of like, it's kind of like Joshua comes along like as the closer, you know, and Abraham was like the starter, like he was like the starting pitcher, and like he did his part, you know, and he, he did a great job to, to set up the middle relief and, um Moses came in, you know, as the middle relief and, and he, he did exactly his part to fulfill what he was called to fulfill of this promise that was continuing through so many generations. And it's like Joshua came in to close the game and to fulfill his part. I mean, he was right there, like at this time, and you read later on in the scripture, how they were already starting to prepare to cross the Jordan river. I mean, they were there, they were right on the edge of it. And God was preparing them to inherit this land that they had heard for so many years, generations and generations. I mean, you think about it like your great grandparents telling about it being spoken years before that and years before that. And and then all the way back into the point where the people were delivered out of Egypt, you know, is really where the root of it, the foundation of it began. And, and, And it was just building up. It was building up. It was building up. And finally, they're right on the edge of this thing. And that was Joshua's part, was to come in and kind of bring it home. And so this promised land that God said he was gonna provide with them became theirs. They got to step into it. That got to be their calling in their life is they got to experience that promised land. So what is our promised land? Have you ever thought about that before? What our promised land is? Because I was reading this and I was like, "I I don't really know, Lord, how to how we can make this really practical, um, which I mean, it's good learning and, and definitely in depth and looking back and seeing the foundation that, that God fulfills promises, but I felt like there was a little bit more than that to it. And so I kind of asked, asked God that question, what is our promised land? Because I knew that that was an actual land, like a property, like this is what, and, and I wasn't sure. And so I got to thinking about it and I thought, well, what are some things that we want in life that make us feel like a success or something that we look forward to or something that we earn for is it financial success could that be your promised land is it actual land or property just like they talked about here is it passions or or visions or goals maybe that you have these can be great things but I don't believe that they are our promised land it can be good. It can be, it can be blessings that God wants to give us and entrust us with in our life. And those are good things. So hear me when I said, I'm not saying that these aren't good things because I believe they can play a part in it, but I don't believe them themselves are a promised land. And I'm not saying that it's not right to dream and to have goals and, and pursue them. I'm saying they cannot be our source of life. They cannot be our focus, our sole focus. They cannot be our, our, our main pursuit. If our goals and dreams and visions are, are our main aim, then we'll find more emptiness than we ever felt before, right? If that's what we're focused on. So what is our promised land? Our promised land is Jesus. Jesus. Right, And some of you may be like, yeah, I understand that. I've already came to that realization. But think about this. In this time now where we are, we're living in that promised land. In fact, we can even go deeper and say, we have that promised land living inside of us. That's a great responsibility because I think about all this this time that has went by from from creation until now. And you think about all of, the people that, that had heard prophecy about this Messiah, this savior that was going to come to, to save the world, that, that he was going to eradicate our sin, that we were going to have a way to the father and all of these promises and prophecies that happened all those years ago. And everybody had hoped for and, and, and had planned for and had prayed for and, 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 and really wanted to see fulfilled. They wanted to, to see this Messiah. They wanted to see it completed. And there were so many back then before Jesus had came down to earth, before God sent part of himself in the form of a human to come down and to die on that cross that didn't get to see that. They didn't get to live in that. Their promised land was something different. And so now we have that. Now that's come to fruitation, right? Jesus has came and died for our sins. And so now we can have this relationship with him. So we're living in that promised land right now. He is our promised land. He is the promise that was prophesied to come He's the promise of deliverance. He's the promise of hope. He's the, promised, he's the promised land. It's him. It's Jesus. And we see this in 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. You say, what does that mean, yes in Christ? It means all answered. All promises were answered. see all the blessings and great things that the Lord has poured out on us as his chosen people cannot be our source of life. Our source of life comes from the only one capable of holding it, the only one who can ever back up that claim that I am the promised one. I am the great I am. I am he that you search for. Jesus, that's our promised land. I wonder what we as God's chosen people could accomplish if we could understand that our destination is not a house or a job or a car or anything else really outside of that that's even important to our lives. Our destination is Jesus. We have the hope inside of us. When we plant our feet firmly in the promised land of Christ, all of those other things will be added to us. That's Matthew 6, 33. Says to seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you also. So be encouraged as you run into the arms of Jesus. Everything you could ever want and found is there in his heart. And this is our time. This is our time to take hold of the promise that was hoped for, that, that, was, that was, they were seeking for, that, that they were praying for. We have that now. And so... We get to live in that promised land. There's a lot of weight to that, right? We have such an obligation with the way that we live our lives and the influence we have on other people. This is something that was so prepared for that you think about all the blessed chosen people that that prayed for this, that, that gave their lives for this, that were martyred for this, and now it's came to pass. And now it's our turn. Now it's our time to take hold of that promised land. Now it's our time to live out what God has called us to live out. All the promises of God are fulfilled with him. Jesus is our promised land. We don't have to wait for our promised land like like so many people did in those times. and, and, And that was their place. That was their time to wait and to pray for. But I wonder how many of them didn't get to see those things fulfilled right in their part we don't have to wait for that we're living in that time now what the ans- what our ancestors in those times prayed for and hoped for is now here for us in this time and in this place so as God's chosen people let's take a hold of the promise that we have and understand that we are living in the promise Really take that in and understand that you're living in the promise. It's comforting, it's a place to find shelter. The very source of of all that we need to, to carry on as God's chosen people to do the things that He's called us to accomplish, we get to live in that promise. We have that promise. We've got to take a hold of it. And we've got to live like we have that promise. We were chosen for such a time as this. We were chosen to be the ones that get to live in the promise of now. And our part in this promise is not complicated, right? It's to follow Jesus, who is the promised land, to receive him into our lives and to point others to him right? It's not really that complicated. It's hard, but as God spoke this morning, it's hard because it's important. We're living in the promise right now. On this date, in this place, exactly where God has planted us, where he's called us to, this is the promise and like joshua i think about it like we're kind of like the closers in on this ball game, right? because you think about the next big promise to be fulfilled, i'm talking big, is jesus coming back, right? so just like joshua, we got to do our part, right? We have a part to fulfill in this promise as God's chosen people. There's a lot of weight to it, but we can do it because that very promised land we have inside of us, it indwells with us. It provides everything that we need to be able to accomplish great things. The only part that gets held back is whether we're going to be obedient or not, right? Right? As God's chosen people, we still have a choice. We can fulfill our part in the process, or we can hinder it, right? This is what he was talking about. It's so important. And he said, I urge you, you've got to live this way. You You can't live like the world. You've got to be different. This is important. You're living in the promise, This is God's promise. You got to get it together. You got to reflect the Savior. You got a gospel to preach. You got broken hearts to mend. You got sick to heal. I want to do miracles in and through you just like I did in Jesus. And if you'll believe that and you'll live as if you're in the promised land... And if you'll trust me and you'll grow in me and you'll be abandoned of everything that you have yourself, this reckless abandon, say, I give it all to you, then you will be able to fulfill your part that I've called you to. We just gotta be willing to be obedient. And it's not easy, but he gives us a wonderful church family to lean back on and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ to lean on too. He gives us what we need. We just gotta do our part. We gotta understand that we are the chosen and we're living in the promise. It's exactly what God wants us to hear right now. You are his chosen people, you're living in the promise. Now go and do. Just like the disciples, follow me. Dropped everything, gone, done. Follow him. No matter the cost, no matter the sacrifice. No matter what you think. Because you are chosen and you are his. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just pray, Lord, that we would be the people that you've called us to be. That we would accomplish the things that you've called us to to accomplish. God, I pray that we would do our part to fulfill our peace in this promised land that you've given us. God, all those people before us that, that planned for this and that, that did all this work and, 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 and gave their very lives towards this goal that we're living in now, God, I pray that we would do our part. I pray that we wouldn't take it lightly, that we wouldn't put it off until tomorrow, that we would live in today and say, this is the day, this is the time, this is the place that you have promised us. God, I pray that we would take hold of it in such a way that, that we would never let it go, that it would take root in our hearts, God, that it would be our driving force, God, that it would be what we would lead with no matter where we go, that we wouldn't get caught up in, in the world, but we would stay focused on the Savior. God, I pray that it would be the first thing that, that people notice in us when we walk into a place. And it would be the last thing that they remember of us when we're gone. God, I pray that we would be the chosen people you've called us to be. And we would fulfill our part in your promise. God, you've called us as a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I pray that in, in this church, in Marshfield Church of the Nazarene, in, in this town, in, in Marshfield, Missouri, God, that we would just fulfill our part that you've called us to. That you would give us guidance, that you would give us direction, that you would give us a clarity of vision as to what you're calling us to, who you're calling us to, what you're calling us to say. And God, that we would be willing to choose to get out of the way and let you take complete control out of our lives. God, I pray that everything that we would do in ourselves, in our families, in this church family, in this church body, God, would be to glorify you, to set you on high. We would do it all for you to fulfill our part as chosen people Living in the promise. God, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that, that you would even want to use us. I'm so thankful that, that you provide for us. That we don't have to go at it alone. And God, I just pray that we would just allow you to lead us. And we would focus on you more than the things of this world. God, we love you so much. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, look at that early. Man, that's awesome. Just remember, you're chosen and you're living in the promise. Love you guys.